This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude. I wanted to eat everything. And I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, I want to say about a week ago now, and I was coming back home from being in Atlanta for a speaking engagement, and Delta just gave me such a wonderful experience. And it really was the icing on the cake of just such an amazing weekend that I had. Some of the things that I love particularly about my Delta airline experience was first, the amazing customer service. Everyone there was so kind, so welcoming, so present, so attentive. And a small thing, but was big to me, was just something simple as having headphones so that I can enjoy more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. I mean, my flight wasn't that long, but I got to catch up on a movie, some shows, just things I don't have time to do usually at home. I was able to enjoy that in the air. Delta also offers fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi, and it's available for SkyMiles members. Being able to access the Wi-Fi, I was able to order some groceries and just get a head start on my week. It was a great end to my experience and ushered me right back in to be at home. So even if you're not home yet, Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny His way. Welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. Before we get into the episode, I want to do a giveaway. This week, I celebrated five years self-employed. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Okay. Five years working for myself, working for the Lord. And also this week, we closed on a commercial property for Anchored Media Studios. And that is my new baby, my new business that I'll be telling you guys about in due time, but it'll be a physical location in the DC area. 
And I'm so excited. Right now we have tenants there. The opportunity was unexpected. I think there's a quote somewhere that says like success happens when opportunity and preparation meet or something like that. But the opportunity presented itself. I was prepared and took advantage of it. And I'm really excited about what's to come with that. Right now there are tenants in the building. So one of my big things, I don't like to rush into anything. I feel like anything that you do too fast, it causes a lot of damage. Like you run a car into a wall at hundred miles per hour, you'll probably kill yourself and total your car. But if you run it into the wall at 30, is not going to have that big of an impact. And so I like to just make sure I think things through. I have adequate time to plan them appropriately. And so that was my biggest thing with this new business and this opportunity was I didn't want it to be something where we bought the property and I had to open a business right away. I didn't want that. And this property was such a blessing because it came with tenants that were already in it. And so we're going to leave them there until the end of the year, because right now I'm still actually under lease at the office that I'm at. So we're going to leave them there through the end of the year, collect that check every month. The business is profitable with an asset from day one that I'm really excited about. And yeah, uh, but in, in lieu of these milestones and just the exciting things that's happened this week, I want to do a giveaway. And this Everything that has happened in my life is a result of God for one, but this podcast has truly blessed me and provided so many opportunities for me. And I didn't even know that all of this was going to happen when God told me to switch it over to blessed and bossed up and to do it by myself. I I didn't want to do that. And I'm just so grateful that I'm just so grateful for God and I'm just so proud of myself for being obedient and just continuing to fight the good fight of faith when things aren't easy. But in lieu of all of these exciting things, I want to do a giveaway. All you have to do is follow me on Instagram at Tatum Tamia, T-A-T-U-M-T-E-M-I-A. I'll put the link to my Instagram to make it easy for you in the show notes. And I'm going to be giving away. I'm going to let the giveaway go through May and I'm going to give away some of my favorite and most impactful things that have helped me on this journey. So of course, y'all gonna get the stuff you hear me talk about all the time. The Life Application Study Bible. I'm gonna send you the book, How to Hear from God by Joyce Meyer that I love. And a couple of other business books, The Power of Speaking God's Word for sure, which is another Joyce Meyer book. But I'm gonna give you a few of the things that have really impacted and shaped my journey up until this point. And that I credit a lot of, you know, my success and the amazing things that have happened too. So all you got to do is follow me on Instagram at Tatum Tamia, and I'm going to pick at least one person. I don't know. We'll see. The The budget is tight. I just had to drop a bag on this <laughs> down payment and this closing cost. But um, yeah, I'm going to pick at least one person to give away just some of my favorite things too. So again, all you got to do is follow me on Instagram for that. All right. So this episode is also a mailbag episode. And what that means is I'm going to be answering the questions that you guys submitted. When the podcast first came out, we used to answer questions every week because God be being God and we be going in sometimes. I just haven't had time to answer a lot of the questions that are submitted. And so every now and then I like to do these type of episodes where I'm able to just answer a lot of the questions that you have. So I sent out an email to my list yesterday and you guys sent in some questions and we're going to jump 
right into it. If you guys are watching this on YouTube and you have some questions that you want to ask, leave them in the YouTube descriptions. And then that way, maybe we can do on our next content day, um, a mailbag YouTube video, and I can answer those questions for you. All right. And of course, all the questions are always anonymous. I'm never going to read your name. So the first one says, hi, Tatum. So recently I've been going through storms back to back and the storms have actually increased my faith, but I feel like I want more from God. My question for you is when you experience times like this, how do you pick back up your momentum? Do you have an emergency plan for situations like this, or what do you do to grow your faith in spite of circumstances? Well, I'm just glad that you said that the storms have been increasing your faith because that's a big part of it is when life is being life, just really looking for God in it. And I talked about that, I think a couple of episodes ago, prior to the interview with Gabby is don't let your circumstance or your pain allow you to not see God's presence because he's always in it. We just sometimes have to look a little harder because of everything else that's going on. So for me, when I'm going through back-to-back storms and I feel like I want more from God, I remind myself, because usually it's my flesh getting in the way. And so I remind myself of what God has already done. So I go back to my uh, track record where all of my blessings and just answer prayers and things are written down. And I read that to myself. I go back into the word and I go to Hebrews 11 and one. And there's another question where I'll elaborate on Hebrews in a second, but uh, I go to Hebrews 11 and just remind myself what faith is and, and go down to the hall of faith where there are just a list of people who are recognized of having great faith and reading their stories. Um, I also just keep in mind to, that the Bible says that don't worry about tomorrow. Today has enough trouble of its own. So really taking things day by day, it, you, it can get more overwhelming and more stressful if you're worried about next week, next year, what's going to happen if this, you what if yourself to death to where now the situation is a lot more stressful than the actual situation calls for because of our emotions and how we feel about it and the places that we allow our minds to go. And so for me, again, my emergency plan is, looking at that track record, review it, going back to the word and, and reviewing the stories of other people who had trying times and how God prevailed in their situations. I look for God in my situation, despite how I feel, and then continue to grow my faith by standing in it, by just being still and knowing that he's God, reminding myself that in James, it says that I remind myself of James 1, 2 through 8 that says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. But let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded and unstable in all his ways. And so that's James 1, 2 through 8 in the, the New King James Version. So again, count it all joy. In addition to everything that I said, count it all joy. And joy is biblically defined as awareness of God's grace. And know that the testing of your faith produces patience and let that patience has its perfect work. 
That's it. Another question is a faith-based question. It says, what does it mean to be unconditionally loved by God? And I love this question because it's a real question a lot of people have. And I am just pro ask the questions you want the answers to and not going about your faith journey as something that you have to pretend or act or be anything else. That's a that mask is something that man created, but God wants us to come to him pure with the questions that, that we have. And so what it means to be unconditionally loved by God, it means that no matter what you do, God loves you. It means that God loved us so much that he gave his only son to die on a cross for our sins, that God in the Old Testament. So one thing that really reminds me how much God loves me and that really brought his unconditional love to life for me was reading the Old Testament and just seeing how people were just not getting it right back to back to back. And God just kept loving them, kept for, kept uh, doing new things, kept providing new ways. God just kept loving and providing chance after chance after chance until he sent Jesus to prepay for all of the sins that we'll create, that we're committing right now. And so for me, something else I do to just show God's unconditional love, and this is something we actually did in the society recently, is we watched The Passion of Christ, because it's nothing like seeing it. Like, you can read it, but like seeing it, seeing Jesus take those lashes, seeing them put that that uh, that crown of thorns on his head and it's stuck into his soul, seeing the flesh come off his body with every lash, like I'm being graphic, but that's how that movie is. It's graphic. And it just showed, and Jesus never turned away. He never turned away. Because he knew he had to. Like, I, I, I can't. Like, I would literally get choked up. So what it means to be unconditionally loved by God is that nothing that we do will stop his love for us. Now, there are consequences for sin. There are consequences for disobedience, of course. We have, I mean, if you think of your natural parent, they love you, but there are consequences for your decision. But none of the consequences or none of our actions are going to separate us from God's love. There's nothing you can do to make God not love you. And literally unconditional without conditions. And so if you are struggling with really understanding that, I would suggest going to the Old Testament and starting from the beginning and reading. I would also suggest watching Passions of the Christ if you are more of a visual person and you want to see that one will really show you what unconditional love looks like. Because I can't even fully articulate it is that deep, uh, but I hope that those couple of points help. Hey Tatum, I've been a fan of the podcast since the pandemic, and it's really been helping me grow in my relationship with God. Thank you for encouraging me to take a leap, take a leap of faith and start my business. You're welcome. Her question is, I have a question about transitioning from being an employee to a business owner. I've seen a lot of ads on YouTube from business owners that make six-figure income in a matter of months, and they were in a similar position as me. I found it discouraging because it's been taking me a while to build the business from the ground up on my own. What advice would you give a brand new entrepreneur trying to build their business up for the first time? So for the first part of this question about seeing 
ads and people making six figures in months and all of that, the first advice that I would give you is to disconnect yourself from anything that makes you want to hurry or anything that makes you doubt what you're doing. Those things are not productive for whatever, for what it is that you're trying to do with your business. All they're going to do is cause emotional distractions that are going to take you away from the actual business activities you need to do in order to see growth. So that's the first thing. Also, for any of you guys, because we're we operate in this online space, so we're constantly being sold to in some type of way. You got the YouTube video and then the ads in the YouTube video. You got the, the podcast, the ads in the podcast. You got social media. The, the people who are creating content are pushing something on you. And also the ads that are placed in that content are pushing something to you. So we're constantly in a space to where we're being sold to in some type of way. And it's helpful sometimes because I found like some great things that I needed that I didn't know existed without like those ads or anything like that. But when you're in that space where you're figuring things out and you're in the beginning, it's a very vulnerable state and you have to protect that. So you have to protect your mind and your heart and your emotions from things that's going to take you away from what God is calling you to do and the tasks at hand. So that's the first thing, eliminate those distractions. Also understand that it's all marketing and it's being communicated in a certain way for a reason. So taking my story, for example, and I believe that anybody who comes on and says that I quit my job and I made six figures in three months, there was a lot that happened prior to those three months that positioned that six-figure growth, right? And I'm not saying that people ain't telling the truth, but they're not telling the full story because they don't need to tell the full story. They just need to tell whatever is going to get you to take whatever action they want you to get. That's the marketing goal for them. And so for you, understand that that might have been a 10 year process that led up to the leaving of the job. And then the six figures come in three months later. There's so much there's always more below the hood than what's being communicated. So don't let those, I did this in 30 days type of things skew you to feel like everything is supposed to happen quick. If you're building a sustainable business, it is a long game. You don't want to, the worst thing you can do is make six figures in three months and don't know how you did it. Because then how are you going to do it again and continue to grow and all of that? Like you have to know why you're doing what you're doing, see the result. And there's, there's just so much beyond this number. And I need us to stop making six figures an idol because there's levels to six figures, right? You can have six figures in growth and gross, excuse me, and still not make no money. Okay. You made $200,000, but you profited one. That's janky. That ain't, you ain't making no money. You can net six figures, which is awesome you can make six figures, right? So I have a six-figure company where we generate hundreds of thousand dollars a year. I don't make six figures as far as what my salary is as a, a business owner. I don't want my company uh, netting six figures yet because right now I'm in a mode where I'm reinvesting and making some strategic investments. So it's not the goal to net six figures. It's the goal to position the company to where we're, you know, growing into that, that seven figure lane, but there's levels to that. And we look at the, the six figure number and we make it such an idol 
And we just have to stop that. We have to stop that. And I'm telling you that as somebody who makes this amount of money in my business, we have to stop that. So again, detach yourself from those things that make you feel like you have to hurry or that make you feel less than or make you fall into comparison and all of that. Even if it's me, I've always been very candid on here that I care more about you fulfilling what God has called you to do than I care about you buying into me. It is my job to send you back to the father at all times. So if you got to cut this show off and this um, YouTube channel off for a little bit because it's triggering, that is fine by me. Do what you got to do to get closer to God and to build what he has you to build. After that, moving on to the second aspect of giving advice to a new entrepreneur, building their business up for the first time. The first thing that you need to do is validate your idea. People go straight into, I want to sell t-shirts, so I'm going to sell t-shirts. Validate your idea first. Do people need another t-shirt? Do they want another t-shirt? What problem is your shirt going to solve? It, it, it just You have to think about the details and plan out the details of the business before you release it to the public. Validate your idea. One thing I believe has been a key contributor to Anchor Media's success is I always validate a service or an idea before I introduce it to the public. Before we did our podcasting retreats, I had helped people with their podcast for free because I needed to make sure that it was very important to me that Blessed and Bossed Up was not our only success story. And you rarely see on Anchor Media Blessed and Bossed Up's growth and and stats and all of that you see it on my page because this is my show but you don't see anchor media really putting blessed and bossed up to the forefront because it's more it's less important to me what I can do with this platform and more important to how can I duplicate that success in others and that where that is where validating the idea came into play so God gave me this vision Tatum you have to go and help people build out their voices and get their voices to the masses so that they're making impact and income for the kingdom of God I got it I hear you God I got the assignment now it's my job as the manager and the executive of this this new business to validate this idea and so I go to people that I know and say hey can I help you for your with your podcast for free and from there I'm learning I'm learning like okay let me do this uh let me not do that let me, let me do this. Is this making sense? Is this, is this not only showing results, but is this something that I can do and sustain and grow? And so just really validating the process, the price, all of that, getting the results, making sure that what I'm doing actually works. That, that's, those are things that I do every time before introducing something new to the public, every single time. And it benefits introducing it to the public because now when it's time to sell it, I already have testimonials, I already have the marketing materials I need to sell this to people because I've done it before already. So again, validate your idea prior to introducing it to the public. In addition to that, new business owners, do a business plan. A business plan forces you to not only validate the idea, but work through the nuts and bolts of the business. What is my marketing mix? What are my 
cost? What is my price? Who do I need on the team to make this happen? What is the market right now? Who is my target audience? How's my, my business going to stand out? It forces you to do research and to really formulate an idea in a, a plan for your business that's going to optimize it for success. And I tell people all the time when we talk about this, it's not for you to turn in and get an A. It's not about who's going to check this off and say, this is good and give it back to you. But it's for you as the business owner to work out the details. Right now, I'm starting a new business with Anchored Media Studios. And so I already know certain elements of it is going to work because I've been doing it. But there are other aspects to the business that I don't know. And so I'm working through the business plan. I have a potential investor for Anchored Media Studios. And he's like, listen, I want to see a business plan. I want to, you know, show me that this is a valid idea. I want to see financial projections. So I know when I'm going to make my money back and how much I'm going to get by investing in, investing in you. So you have to understand these things on paper. And you have to understand. So that would definitely be my advice. And then lastly, because you talk about going, transitioning from being an employee to a business owner, keep your job as long as possible. <laughs> don't jump off and go into doing it full time. Keep your job so you don't have the stress of your bills being paid and all of that while you validate your idea and build out your business plan. Allow your job to be your investor. I learned so much at my last job before I left to do my business full time. I worked in marketing and business development. And so my job was to, I worked on proposals. We pursued a lot of government contracts. Um, I did like the social media for the company, uh, developed different marketing materials. I got the company featured in different magazines and things that are relevant for their industry. And so I was involved with a lot of high level decisions um, and like the meeting with the partners and the directors and all of the, the leadership of the company. I learned so much where I'm able to now lead my company at a high level, even though we're a small team. And so let your job be your investor, not just in finances, but in um, money as well. And even if your current job isn't something to where you're able to like learn that is in a way that's going to benefit your business, I would suggest even maybe finding another job that not, not only is going to allow you to be financially taken care of, but that's also going to be like a high paid internship so that you're able to learn different things that you can apply to your business. We have to take ourselves away from what the online world is painting entrepreneurship as and what they're feeding us and really get knee deep into the details of what you're building and operate strategically and seeing that through. The next question says, as an entrepreneur, how would you handle running your business while very close relatives and friends around you have all been diagnosed with some type of illness or disease all at the same time and expect you to be there for them? At times I feel drained, but I always push through, but I recently found myself putting a lot of things that I need to do on, uh, for my business on the back burner help. Great question. So this is where boundaries and priorities come into play. You have to take a step back and say, what are my priorities? And your business should be, you know, if it is a priority. And then everything else, and you have to protect 
that priority. And so everything else, however, being there for your relatives and your, your friends and all of that, it needs to happen around your priority. So example, uh, my grandmother was diagnosed with stage four cancer last year. And she went from being 100% independent, fine, living her life to needing round the clock care literally overnight. And so it became very stressful because my aunt, her daughter, and my mom, her other daughter were becoming her caregivers. So my aunt is at the hospital. My mom had actually just had surgery uh, on one of her eyes. So I'm at my mother's house helping her. Um, even when I went back home, still making sure she got her, doing her eye drops and all of that to recover well from surgery. So she can't be in the hospital because, you know, she is still COVID. You don't want to risk infection with the eye. So my aunt is at the hospital dealing with the emotions of her mother, who was just fine the day before. Now being, now uh, having round the clock care, being in the hospital, being told all of this is going on in her body that we knew nothing about. She's dealing with that, making tough decisions. And so I, I had to step up to not just be there for um, my grandmother, but I took it upon myself to where I got to make sure my mom is okay. I got to make sure my aunt is okay. And so I found myself just, it, it was a very, very stressful time for all of us at that time. And even more recently, you know, she had to have surgery and all of these things. And so the way I had to make sure that I was not neglecting my, the things that I needed to do is I had to establish my boundaries, reestablish my priorities and protect those things. So my priority is of course, God, my family and my business. Family being my immediate household and also my extended family. And so this was a situation where my extended family outside of my house needed me. So when this happened, before I go straight into everybody else doing what they need me to do mode, I needed to take a step back and say, all right, Tatum, God, BJ, my husband, you know, what's the plan? And my husband is a very family oriented man as well. So when it comes to family, he like, do what you got to do. We're good over here. Like, don't worry about us. Take care of things. But for me, it's very important um, when it comes to my media household that I'm there with my son in the morning. This is just my boundary. I'm with my son in the morning. So getting his breakfast together, giving him all 50 million hugs and kisses in the morning before um, my nanny comes and they start their day. It's important for me to spend the evenings after my nanny leaves uh, with my son before he goes to bed and all of that. And of course, it's a priority for me to run my business. And so I had to create my schedule around my priorities and create those boundaries. So some things with the business, I was able to delegate. So again, looking at the business, what needs to happen for this thing to continue to run? So I delegated some things. I paused some things that weren't necessarily high priority at that time. As it related to my household, I was available after 8.30 and before 5.00. So anything that I did when it, as it relates to being there for everybody else, it had to happen between that time. And so I also would just put business stuff. Sometimes I would get business stuff done late in the evening and really just, I really just looked at everything that I had on my plate 
and made it work around my priorities. And so I will wake up at wake up early. So I'll be up at 5 a.m. I, I call the time still zones. So times of day that usually maybe sleep or something like that that you can pull from in high stress time periods or times where you got a lot going on. And so usually that 5 a.m. period is where I can pull from if necessary or staying up late in the evening after my son had already gone to bed and all of that at times that I can pull from. And so that's what I did. Business, the things that I had to do for my business during the day, I delegated. Anything else that only I could do, I did it at that five to seven or so time to, you know, five to maybe seven thirty eight time when my son wakes up and then or in the evening from that maybe like seven or eight to like 10 p.m because I go to bed okay <laughs> one thing I'm gonna need to do all of this is sleep so I definitely had to be in bed by a certain time but everything else so then being there for my family during this high stress period it happened during the day and then that's just pretty much how we made things happen. And so I suggest that you take a step back, look at everything you have on your plate, realistically look at what you can and what you can't do and how you can do it in a way to where you're honoring your boundaries and your priorities. And so let's say instead of you have a friend that that's dealing with the illness and they need food in the house, instead of you going to the store and bringing the food to them, maybe you just Instacart some food that gets dropped off at their house. So that just saved you some time there, but you're still being there for them. Or maybe you get the food Instacarted to your house so you can eliminate the grocery shop inside of it. You cook the meals up, drop it off to them and do it like that. But really just taking a look at what's in your plate, honor your boundaries and your priorities, and then decide what you can do based off of that. And don't let people or anybody else pull you in different directions. The worst place we can be is when life is dictating what we do and how we do it. We have to be the drivers of our days. And so that would be my advice for that. That'll wrap up the questions for this week. I'll do part two next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure that you follow me on Instagram for the giveaway at Tatum Tamia. And at the end of the month or at the top of next month, I'll choose someone to send some of my favorite faith and business items to. And that's it. Make sure that you rate the show, share this episode with a friend, and I will talk to you guys next week.